listening to another episode of Assurance in Action, the podcast of your total quality assurance provider, Intertech. Uh, I am your host, Seth Martin Wick, and today I am joined by Will Taminski and Charlie Clark. Will is a lead auditor with a plethora of qualifications under his belt, including business continuity, quality, safety, and environmental. Uh, Charlie is the program manager for risk management in the Americas region for Intertech's business assurance group. Um, our topic today is the ISO 22301. A business Continuity Management System Standard. Uh, Will, Charlie, thanks for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Seth. Absolutely. And just to blow Will's horn a little bit, he's also our PSC 18871, which is a private security sector certification. Uh, pretty, pretty neat stuff, and only a few people hold that credential. So kudos to Will. Great to have you with us. Thank you very <laughs> much, Charlie. Thanks. So, uh, Will... That transitions pretty well into um, uh, this question. Will, what is your experience with business continuity management, and what do you do with Intertech? Uh, I am a lead auditor uh, for uh, the ISO 22301, which is business continuity standard. Uh, my lead into that was uh, for uh, several years, I'm a retired military officer, and uh, part of my experience uh, with that was working with uh, regional emergency management, local emergency uh, management, and uh, some international work in uh, emergency management and disaster recovery. Great. Um, Charlie, same question. Thanks, Seth. Yeah, I'm involved with uh, the 22301 standard as one of the suite of offerings within the, <clears throat> within the risk management profile. Uh, there are many, and they would take a, a fair amount of time to, to mention them all. So 22301 Business Continuity is uh, kind of a, a premier standard that covers all industries. It's not unique to any one industry. And uh, I'm, I'm currently an auditor working towards lead auditor to assist. Uh, Will has been our first lead auditor in North America. With a few more audits, I hope to join the ranks of these lead auditors uh, soon as well. Very good. So first question um, in this regard is plainly, what is uh, ISO 22301? ISO uh, 22301 is the business continuity standard uh, as uh, promulgated by the International Standards Organization. Uh, it is derived from a, a BSI standard that was, uh, uh, that was published around, uh, around 2010 I believe, or even earlier in the 2000s. And uh, what ISO 22301 allows a company to do is to tell your customers, to tell your stakeholders uh, that you have uh, the ability to provide the goods and services uh, for your customers in the event of a disruptive event. And disruptive events can be uh, can range from uh, something that goes wrong in the local area to uh, uh, perhaps uh, regional or even global uh, emergencies. So. What does uh, ISO 22301 cover? Oh, great question. Uh, let me jump in with that, and then you can season it with, uh, with anything I might have uh, omitted. 
So basically, the, the business benefits of a business continuity management system would be as follows. Uh, resilience within the ability to meet your customers' needs, uh, your provision of services, products, activities, uh, defense of your reputation, uh, framework, a framework for the approach to intentional business continuity as a management system, uh, giving competitive advantage, giving business improvement, uh, compliance, cost savings, I mean, the, the list goes on. Thoughts, Will? Yes, uh, the bottom line is what I said before, is that you can go ahead and as, a, uh, as an entity, uh, guarantee your stakeholders uh, your resilience in the event of a, uh, of a disruptive incident or event. Uh, the standard itself is similar to most of the um, ISO standards in its organization. Uh, there is uh, more detailed planning requirements, and I'll talk about that here in a moment. Uh, it's actually uh, interesting it, because of the nature of business continuity, it is a uh, risk-based uh, standard, and it was one of the earlier ISO standards to uh, be risk-based. Uh, now they are all moving in that direction, but uh, 22301 was uh, one of the first to, to go there. And what the uh, standard itself entails to go ahead and implement it is you know, looking at yourself, looking at your customers and requirements, and uh, in, in planning uh, for uh, you know, restoration of services in the case of a disruptive incident. Uh, specifically, uh, for a context, is to go ahead and look at the interested parties uh, that would, and those could be uh, your, yourself, your, your, your employees, your state, your uh, stockholders, owners, as well as your customers, suppliers, vendors. And uh, to go ahead and look at all of the interested parties that uh, have a interest in your restoration services and their needs and expectations. Then the second part of it, in, uh, in my opinion, uh, the most important part of it is, is the risk. This is a risk-based standard and everything uh, derives from uh, a thorough risk assessment where uh, whereas the company will go ahead and look at all of the uh, uh, risks, the uh, potential sources of those risks, and the uh, potential uh, effect and probability of those risks, because that is a key uh, element throughout the planning system. Then, once those risks are, are cate uh, categorized, we get into planning. And uh, an essential uh, part of the planning will be the business impact uh, assessment. And that would be for the companies to examine and determine uh, the recovery uh, requirements that they have. There are some services that in the event of a disruptive event, um, uh, the company can wait for uh, perhaps weeks to reconstitute that service, as well as uh, the level of the service. And there are other functions that may have to be recovered in, in a matter of hours or perhaps even less. 
And based on those uh, based on those assessments, uh, the uh, recovery strategy, figuring out what needs to be recovered and to uh, to address that. And as part of that is the incident management structure, and that can vary greatly. Uh, that can in, in a small company, the incident management structure may be a few leadership individuals mm-hmm. who get together and uh, uh, you know, direct the response to an incident to uh, a larger corporations, uh, some of which have uh, 27, uh, 24-7 emergency management or emergency operations centers. Along with that incident management structure and uh, their ability to execute their plans, uh, there is a big emphasis on exercises and testing because ideally uh, you won't have disruptive incidents all the time and it's very important to uh, uh, have a robust exercise uh, schedule and uh, to test the plans and uh, particularly knowing the fact that uh, there, there are always some, some problems with any plan that is put together. Uh, never, one never really works out uh, in all of the ways that is uh, intended for it. So it, it's a very programmatic uh, system. And in addition to uh, the, uh, the assessment, the planning, uh, and then the operational response requirements, there are also a few structural uh, requirements that are uh, common to all of the ISO standards, uh, such as uh, the you know, internal audits. Sure. And finally, uh, the management review. And like all of the current ISO standards, um, there is a particular emphasis on the engagement of top management in the management system and its planning and execution. I wonder if I could piggyback off of that. Oh, for I, sure. I, I think there was so much good information that was just shared that I'm imagining our listeners scratching their head and saying, oh my God, where do I begin? So I think, I think it would be worthwhile, Seth, you tell me if you agree, should we talk about what sets the risk appetite? That's a term from the standard. What sets the risk appetite for a company? Is that a standard prescribed activity or is that a company activity? And I know the answer to that. I'm teasing it out. Um, Will, would you just hit on that? That's kind of, that's kind of yes. a first line activity. Action step for it is a completely a uh, first line action step. It's actually part of uh, the context. Excellent. And uh, the risk appetite is when a company's leadership or an entity, uh, for instance, uh, there might be some government entities that might want to pursue certification as well as uh, non governmental organizations. But the risk appetite refers to the amount of risk that top. Uh, leadership top management decides that uh, that entity is willing to accept and that's a real important uh, part of risk management because even after you've identified the risk and you've taken some action then there is often some risk left and that uh, in my opinion is the key to risk management uh, which is the acceptance of that uh, residual risk cool I think that helps Oh, for sure. For sure. So uh, with all this in mind, what are some examples of disaster recovery and business continuity that 
ISO 22301 can facilitate, uh, for example, information technology or sure. anything really when it comes down to it? Well, first place, I would state that uh, uh, business continuity management uh, com- uh, would complement disaster recovery. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, uh, business continuity uh, management is not solely for disaster management. Uh, there may be, as again, uh, it's defined as a, as a disruptive event, and there may be some uh, minor events uh, that could occur, or there could be some major events elsewhere uh, that occur that would require a, uh, a company to implement uh, all or perhaps some of their business continuity system. Uh, for some of the uh, types of events, uh, for instance, you know, obviously a, uh, a local yeah. or regional disaster, and uh, the response to both is different. Uh, if if there uh, somebody runs a truck into a company's uh, electrical service, uh, the restoration times are going to be faster uh, compared to a hurricane that uh, knocks out a entire area. Uh, the other things is that there could be disruptive events that it can affect uh, the company in other means. One thing that is happening right now uh, with uh, some uh, companies is uh, politically uh, there's talk about uh, issues on the United States-Mexico border and the possibility that the border would be closed to uh, commercial traffic. And uh, there are companies that are implementing parts of their uh, business continuity management to ensure that uh, the uh, uh, that their operations continue, uh, you know, in the event uh, of that particular event. And finally, uh, there are also, uh, uh, you know, obviously infrastructure type events that could occur that might uh, require a company to implement uh, part or all of their business continuity system. And uh, what I would call uh, business negatives, and what I mean by that is uh, there is uh, some kind of legal action against the company, uh, something that, uh, again, uh, it's a disruptive event. Uh, Somebody uh, does something wrong, and uh, in order to uh, maintain uh, both the business operations as well as the business's uh, reputation uh, elements or the whole of their uh, business continuity system uh, may be used. Great. I wonder if I could just give three examples because, again, I, I think the, uh, the, the idea is this couldn't happen to me. Uh, I think too many companies would say, yeah, that happens, but uh, that's not going to happen to us. I can think of three examples from my 20-plus years of auditing where this has happened to American companies, um, and they were not prepared for it. Uh, one, one example in New England was a company who had a water main break that uh, gave a six-inch flood of, of their whole, um, whole site and shut them down for weeks, impacting customers and deliveries. Another example would be a uh, uh, mid-Atlantic eastern seaboard company who had um, a fire that was a seven-alarm fire that burned for several days and was captured on national news. Uh, Certainly a disruptive event. 
And lastly, there, there was one instance of a New England-based company who was heavily leveraged with a contract manufacturer in a Caribbean-based island environment, and a hurricane knocked them out and uh, devastated their facility, requiring an 18-month rebuild plan. So the fact that most companies would think this, this could never happen to us is, uh, is a fallacy, uh, because I can give three examples uh, from my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anything could happen to anyone. And, sure. I mean, it's kind of a idiom to say in some senses, but uh, right. in reality, I mean, it's true. It's well, you know, it, it is true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, the final uh, question that I have uh, is regarding the relationship between business continuity management and disaster recovery management. Now, Will touched on this briefly. Sure. In the last question, mm -hmm. but. Yeah. Um, just to lay it out there, what is the relationship? The relationship, in my opinion, is, is complementary. And uh, for a company, I would, and this is my opinion, I have three points that a company would want to do, uh, whether or not it's a disruptive event or an actual disaster, and uh, which is to, uh, one, take care, take care of the company, take care of yourselves, take care of your people, and have the, the, the plans and uh, programs in place to do that. Uh, secondly, uh, is to take care of your customers, uh, to continue to ensure that you are providing the level of goods and services that you have agreed to with your customers, and to use uh, the business continuity system to uh, go ahead and sustain uh, that effort. And three, and this final point varies greatly between uh, the size uh, of companies, is to uh, take care of your community. Now some companies may not have the ability to do that much uh, and then there are some companies, for instance those that might be involved with uh, uh, energy uh, uh, provision that are actually part of a response as well as uh, you know certain uh, uh, pharmaceutical or medical device manufacturers. So they might actually be part of a response. Also there are uh, uh, another point that I make, uh, because I came from uh, uh, both a military and emergency response uh, background, is just because you're not directly affected by the event doesn't mean that you might not be uh, contributing uh, to the event. Not only uh, some of your own assets, but uh, within uh, all of the Americas, uh, uh, the United States, Canada, Latin America, uh, there are workers within uh, your organizations, some of whom uh, might be military reservists or National Guardsmen, and uh, some who may be volunteer firefighters. Mm -hmm. And so uh, part of the uh, response may be that uh, for a company to plan on uh, you know, allowing those men and women to uh, go and perform the services that they perform, and again, continue to uh, sustain uh, the level of goods and services that they have uh, committed to providing uh, for their customers. Uh, one last thought on that, uh, Seth, because you raise a great question. You know, disaster recovery occurs as part of emergency planning and response in the 14,000 series and the 45,000 series for health and safety. So that's environmental health and safety. Um, the focus of business continuity is not so much what to do but in the sustainability and the resilience in the ability to continue on past 
an event. And that's really at the heart of it. One more question uh, is, um, what industries and uh, other focus areas do you see 22301 being the most valuable and leverageable for a business? Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think in a company's evaluation of continuity of services, uh, again, I think of these premier service providers who have let's say, a gold uh, or platinum-level service. There's standard, and then for a premium, you can get different levels of service tiers and, and responses. You might see that in uh, telecommunications. You might see that in finance. You might see that in uh, non-discrete production environments or, or something to do with energy and, uh, and sourcing of energy. Certainly within information technology, there is an overlap even within the standards uh, 20,000-1, which is uh, IT service management as a standard, as well as 27,001, which is information security. We do touch on disruptive events and business continuity within those standards, so there's a great complementarian approach and view towards how business continuity supports in those arenas. So I think the focus there is uh, the ability to continue to meet your customer's need. That's really at the heart of it, and that's really the benefit in finance, in, in insurance, in high-stakes high environments. And uh, for a, a business continuity management system, for some smaller companies that are not IT-heavy, uh, that's a statement of operations would still include... Uh, that company's uh, IT uh, infrastructure and services. Mm -hmm. And for those uh, companies that are heavily reliant on IT and uh, registered to the uh, 27,000 uh, series, uh, they're complementary to the business continuity uh, management system. In other words, that, uh, that IT resilience will actually play into uh, the response plans that that company would have. But and what's more important, your IT uh, or the 27,000 uh, series, uh, particularly 27,001, will help uh, guarantee the resilience of the IT systems. And then the BMCS, the Business Continuity Management System, ensures the continuation of everything else uh, and much uh, wider uh, area and uh, to uh, make sure that not just the services are taken care of, but again, the people, the customers, and, uh, and, and the community. Very good. Uh, thank you, Will. Thank you, Charlie, for your time today. Yeah, thank you, Seth. Very good. Um, if you would like to learn more on uh, ISO 22301, please follow the links in the description of this podcast. Also, as always, please follow and rate Assurance in Action wherever you listen to podcasts, and please uh, Give us a follow on Intertech Business Assurance on LinkedIn and Twitter to stay up to date on industry topics and uh, educational content. Um, thanks uh, to the listeners for listening to another episode of Assurance in Action, and I'll talk to you next time.